So if you're anything like me, you do a lot of your online shopping, well, a lot of your shopping at all on Amazon. So if this is a case for you and you're looking to buy something anyway, if you go to our website at tensandaces.com, near the top of the page, you will see an Amazon banner ad. If you click there, prior to making a purchase on Amazon, it will open up your Amazon app just like normal. Or if you're in a browser, go to the Amazon webpage just like it would normally if you were to type in amazon.com. The only thing that's different is that because you click through our referral link, the Tens and Aces podcast will get a small little commission on whatever you buy. It doesn't cost you anything. It's just a good way to support the show and show your love for TNA and, you know, help cover some of the cost that it costs to make this thing. So remember, if you're going to buy something on Amazon anyway, go to tensandaces.com, click the Amazon banner, and then you're good to go. And you're helping out something you like, like this podcast. And it's a win-win, win-win, win-win-win. Oh, and why I got you here, thank you all for listening. We really appreciate it. Now, enjoy the show. One of these losers in Las Vegas who keeps thinking he's going to come up with a way to win at Blackjack. Are you ready for some TNA? Welcome to TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. A podcast with true-to-life stories and experiences from advantaged players in the game of blackjack. From pros crushing it and making a living counting cards, to newer players who are just making their way through all the ups and downs of what can be, at times, both an equally frustrating and beautiful game of AP Blackjack. Is this the kind of thing you want to hear? Well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. Here's your host, Mike AP. And welcome to the show today. As the man just said, I'm your host of this transmission of our experiment in imaginary radio that we like to call TNA, the Tens and Aces podcast. So if this is the kind of thing you want to hear, well, listen up, because we're about to give you some TNA. With me today is Blackjack Pro Suey. How's it going today, man? It's going great. Thanks for having me, Mike. Could you tell the listeners a little bit of your background and your origin story? Sure. So uh, I'm a college student right now. Well, I just graduated and I'm, uh, I'm a grad student now. I used to play blackjack and uh, poker with my friends at a, at a pretty young age, like uh, like 18. We'd just be in my basement, like dealing to each other. And uh, I had a pretty good base of knowledge for the game, I guess. And just like having like a chart in front of me whenever we were playing with uh, against each other. And uh, like a lot of other people, I uh, watched the movie 21 when I was like 18, 19. That movie just sort of piqued my interest. It got me thinking like, is this actually like legit or is this just something that uh, Hollywood put together? And uh, after watching a bunch of Collins videos, one of the first ones was his video on uh, like how realistic is the movie 21. And so I found that really interesting. But then I, I thought it was cool that there actually is like a legit thing out there for, for doing this with, I guess, like a, a set of rules and all that. But um, it's, right. it's a lot less what it is in the movies, of course. But uh, it's, I, I just, thought that it was cool that it exists in itself and then when i turned 21 my fiance now then girlfriend and i uh were bored one night and we were, we both were freshly 21 and so we thought hey might as well let's go to the casino we've never experienced anything like that before we went and uh i i gravitated to blackjack and uh i was just playing table minimum just for the heck of it like i remembered uh, how it worked the just keeping high low in the in the movie 
And so I did, started doing it in my head. And of course, now looking back, I'm sure my like everything was just so wrong. I just sort of realized that like, like hey, I can actually like sort of keep a running count. So that I'm sure it was ridiculously off at the time. Now looking back, that's like the starting point for like when I actually started to take it seriously. And then I bought Collins course a couple weeks later and it just kind of hit the ground running from there. I had put in a lot of practice on uh, bus rides. I'm, I'm a co- I used to be a college baseball player. So I uh, had a lot of bus rides and opportunities to put in hours on my laptop just uh, grinding away on the training software. And it's kind of kind of got me to where I'm at today. Awesome, man. So your original start with your girlfriend slash now fiance was kind of like a proof of concept that it act, you could actually keep account. You probably intuitively knew you weren't doing it perfectly. And right. you know that you know that now. Yeah, right. I raised my bet from like 10 to 20 bucks whenever I saw a bunch of like small cards come out or something like that. But, but you, you saw that oh, this really works. Yeah, know? right, yeah. Enough to get you interested enough to move forward and grow your game. That's yeah, great. Yeah, I, I sort of still had that thing in my head to where like, hey, you got to be like a genius to pull this off. It's like an MIT thing and that's, you know, not your average guy. When I actually like started counting in my head that one day at that one casino, I uh, kind of realized it's it's not that difficult. It's just got to learn all the small things that go into it and then practice a bunch and that's pretty much what I did. Exactly. And just an average, normal, I IQ is fine. An above average emotional IQ key. Be able to oh, handle the, the wins, losses, you know, the swings, uh, all the heat, all the other, you know, ancillary stuff that comes along with this game that you find out down the road. My point is, like you said, you just, you don't have to be an MIT. You don't have to be a genius. Frankly, right. I think a genius, an actual genius would be pretty mm. bored with this. You just have to be average intelligence. And, and like I say, your emotional IQ is what matters more. There's probably very few people who couldn't do this in intellectually right. if they really tried it may take some people longer to learn it and it just takes practice practice is perfect and even after we've been doing this for years we still have to practice I feel like the biggest barriers to entry for something like this is just like the willingness to put in the time and really know that your game is in a place where it needs to be before putting a legit bankroll up on the table Yep. And yeah. getting a legit bankroll is another exactly. yeah, barrier. Too. So um, where did you go from there at now? Are you, are you playing full time? Are you in grad school or taking a break? Uh, or? I've, I've got until August until uh, grad school starts, but it's all going to be online. So what I plan on doing is uh, traveling while I'm doing grad school online. So I'm going to be uh, I'm going to be pretty busy. But uh, as of now, I'm a, I'm full-time since I got out of school. Having a baseball and school both going on sort of limited how much I could do and how much EV I can go out there and get. I, I was getting antsy there towards the end of, end of the season, just ready to get out there and get back to the grind. But um, it's uh, it's kind of nice being able to go full-time again. I did last summer and it went pretty well. It's just, uh, it's going to be back on the road. Being a uh, high-level athlete, do so you find that blackjack replaces, or AP play replaces um, a little bit of that yeah, competitive? Yeah, I that. I've, never, I've never thought of it in that scope before, but just sort of like the um, the big bad casino, like that sort of uh, like mental image, I guess, the, the you versus them. And uh, it's always like that that chasing game, the cat and mouse, especially like in Vegas when you're, you got heat left and right wherever you go and uh, know when and how to, just all the, all the little things that go into it. It's very strategic and that's one of, that's one of like things that I love to really think about and like be, try to be uh, meticulous and analytical about is uh, how you choose to go about those things. Exactly. So is there anything from your athletic career that's transferred into your AP career? Um, probably the biggest thing is just discipline. 
um, either discipline or dedication because uh, obviously like you, there's, there's so much that you have to like put into this before you can actually do it full time and do it the right way. I just sort of had that same mindset with a lot of the, the sports that I played in the past, not just baseball discipline for sure. Being able to, you know, hold off when you have to stuff like that. Right. Exactly. Do you envision blackjack being something you're just going to do for now? Or is it something you're going to do for the rest of your life? What's your plan with that? How do you plan on handling that? Or do you know? It's kind of hard to say exactly how I'm going to progress with this, uh, with this career, but um, I don't see myself doing it forever. Uh, I'll never be able to walk into a casino the same way again, or be able to look at a blackjack table without, you know, subconsciously keeping a running count, but, um, right. It'll be, a, a I'm, I can, I'm sure I'm going to end up in some other, uh, sort of career. Uh, I've been sort of an entrepreneur my whole life. I run a small business now and, um, I, I enjoy doing that. And this is sort of, uh, my, my original goal for this was to sort of build up my starting bankroll into what I plan to put into a business at some point in the future. That's sort of like the, I guess, light at the end of the tunnel, but uh, it's a, it's a pretty fun tunnel. I, I've really enjoyed Vantage Play and, um, it's, a uh, been kind of a roller coaster there's a lot of the little things that i enjoy doing about it and it's been fun so you enjoy the the cat and mouse aspect i do i have other friends of mine like my buddy snowman he hates that aspect of it you enjoy it yeah, I mean, um, at first, I, I wouldn't consider myself non-confrontational, but back-offs used to bother me a lot more than they do now, and just sort of like heat in general. Like, uh, I, I'm, I'm somebody who uh, like likes to. I wouldn't call myself like a people pleaser, but like I, I like you know be friends with everybody type of thing. It didn't sit with me well that the casino just you know didn't want me there, and they wanted me out of there, and they were doing what they, wherever they could to get me out of there and wanted to make me feel like the bad guy. And uh, so that, that took some adjusting. But uh, overall, mm-hmm. I, I've really come to, to love the cat and mouse game. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun aspect for me, like I said. So, you know, the thing about blackjack or AP play in general is you can pretty much do it. You can do it if you if you want to make it a full-time job, you can make it a full-time job. If yeah. you want to just do it a couple weekends a month or one weekend a month or one weekend a, a quarter or whatever, you can do yeah. that too. It's always yeah, there. Freedom. Yeah, that's the freedom is wonderful. Yeah. And you, if you can run it like business, but some people, it just depends what, what you want to do with it. And that's the, like you said, there's so much freedom. So I know I had you on the, my episode where I had people telling back off stories and you told a good story, mm-hmm. but do you have any more stories that you'd um, like to share or experiences or, or things yeah. you learned or anything like that? Sure. As far as stories go, there's a there's one that comes to mind. I was in a, a small casino in Iowa. It was, a, it was a tribal casino. I was on a longer road trip through Minnesota and making my way back towards my home. I stopped at this place. I wasn't sure whether or not I would stay the night, and uh, I knew that they were independent. I had some information on this place that they uh, didn't flyer and that they were uh, independent, so... I decided to play rated and the first night that I got there, things were going pretty well and they don't have a whole lot of high rollers or anybody that comes through there. And, uh, so they didn't have a whole lot of like purple or purple chips or anything higher than purple chips. Uh, they did have purple chips, but they just didn't have many of them inside the, in the tray. That was the the first time that I, uh, was able to get on a really uh, on a hot shoe, one of those magic shoes that we all dream about, and uh, mm-hmm. um, ended up clearing out the tray completely. And they had to they had to call up and bring down more chips. Just it was 
they let me take a picture. I don't, I'm surprised they did, but uh, just like all like the red and green chips in front of me, it made it look like I uh, was about to put the place out of business. But in, in reality, there's just a couple of purple chips in front of me and, uh, and then some blacks and the rest was green and red. But um, <laughs> that was just, that was a really, that was fun. They let me play for the rest of the night. And then the next morning I played for another like two hours and ended up doing the same thing again. Mm-hmm. I got the tap on the shoulder after another couple of hours. I probably got like six or seven total hours in, the, in there. A bunch of uh, six deck tables, no high limit room or anything like that. And so I got the tap on the shoulder and the next morning they told me that I can't play blackjack there anymore. And uh, that's what it started as. And so they walked me to the cage. Looking back now, I really shouldn't have cashed out. But at the time I had, uh, I had more more than the CTR threshold. So I had to file my first CTR. And so they uh, got even more information on me that I didn't really care to be out there. Um, then, uh, on my way out, uh, one of the security guards says that, uh, gives, he re- reads off the trespass, uh, statement to me and then, uh, tells me that I need to come into the back room to, or in this, uh, this room on the other side of the casino to sign it. And so, uh, super, so stupid looking back on it now that I, uh, actually did go and, uh, mm-hmm. went into the back room and, uh, he just, uh, sat down at this desk across from me and, uh, hands me this thing. And as he's handing it to me, he was just like, uh, you know, it's really impressive what you do. Uh, like it's it's amazing that you you have the ability to do that and we just we uh, we can't afford to have people like you around here it's just being he's being real nice about it it's but it's like uh the thing that he hands me uh says that i'm being trespassed for and the reasoning is that uh I'm like jeopardizing the well-being of the uh, the patrons and staff at the casino, and like, I, I look at him and I look and I look at it and uh, like I you you can't expect me to actually sign this like and I just I can't wrap my head around the the justification for that and so like I said I'm not signing it and he said okay and then he let me get up and leave but yeah that was that was one of the more interesting stories of my. Uh, relatively short AP career to this point, but uh, that was yeah. one of the more memorable ones. Yeah, they're <laughs> that's funny. All right, you're just the other patrons. They're they're really concerned about the other patrons. Yes. Yeah. 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 They 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 send their the ones with the biggest gambling problems. Come play. Here's a coupon. Here's a few din- free dinner. Here's a free some free luggage for you. Here's right. you know come here. Come for this drawing. We'll have you an extra hundred entries or hundred dollar free play or something. Yeah. Yeah. They're really it's... concerned about those people. Yeah, yeah that's I, I, I don't know. I don't know what like what they thought when they were writing that, and like what justification there is for writing that. It's just I don't know. I, that it, it bothered me for a while that they would even like think to put that. But a lot of them look at look at us that way too. Oh right, yeah, and like it, has, it was written underneath and like chicken scratch the handwriting about saying like advantage player as a, as the reasoning. But yeah, it's not like you're cheating. Oh yeah. right, yeah. I mean, maybe in, in their eyes, they think we're cheating, but we're not doing anything yeah. illegal. We're just using our brains. Yeah, that's that's, what, that's one thing that I've noticed is that, like, us advantage players know the laws uh, around what we do just so much better than, like, all of the casino personnel and the people who actually get, like, paid, like, by those casinos to to know some of those things and to be able to like enforce some of those things. And, and, mm-hmm. it's, and it's, it's more of a pride thing for them because oh, yeah. I mean, honestly, most of these places probably spend more resources uh, on tracking us down and maybe somebody who's actually cheating, doing something a little more nefarious than card counting, but right. they spend all their, they spend their resources on us and have like, you know, three, four suits come out and spend their time on us. Yeah. I mean, I don't know for our, our one, 2%. 
So I don't know. It's just, yeah. it's just. I don't, I don't remember who, uh, who was saying it. It was one of the, the, the blackjack legends out there. Uh, just that, uh, if casinos would just let card counters play, that they would save so much more on the, the time and resources they put into trying to stop us than they would lose by like the EV that we're actually generating because the, the vast majority of us out there is, uh, hate to say it, but like a lot of us aren't playing winning games out there. Right, and, uh, I agree. Those who uh, believe to be card counting, but um, yeah, it's just yeah. it's just not worth it from the casino standpoint. Yeah, I was talking to this exact conversation with I don't remember who now somebody. And it was like they should AP the APs, like <laughs> the ones that are barely playing in winning game or not playing a winning game. They should instead of just like watching somebody and as soon as the count the bets move with the count, uh, let's eighty six on like a lot of places do. They should evaluate that person and decide okay, this guy he is moving his bets, but he's his deviations are off. His this, that, the other. He's not doing this, not doing that. His betting ramp is wrong. All this kind of stuff that, you know, if you or I sit down at a table, we can notice somebody who's trying, but not, and he's partially there or she. And, but we know that we can tell if their game's not up to speed, you know, basically kind of test them out while we're watching them play sort of. Um, why don't they have somebody on staff that tests the, the APs out? And then if if they're not a winning player, it's an advantage for them to let them play because that, pl- that player thinks he's a winning player. So he's going to bet more of his money than a player who who's just a regular gambler, unless yeah, they're degenerate. Coming back and thinking that they, they hit the jackpot to, at this place that lets them count for it as long as they want. But it's what they Yeah. Want. So how long have you been playing as a winning player, do you think how many years or how many hours? Any um, and years and hours, both of them. I'm in the neighborhood of I want to say like 500 hours. I restarted my um, spreadsheet uh, at the new year, so I haven't looked at my old one in a while, and I don't have that number off the top of my head. But uh, it's been since it's been a little over a year that I've considered myself like to be a legitimate advantage player. Wow, that's and, a lot uh, of hours in a year. Yeah, I really grinded um, last summer. As soon as school got over, I was. I was on the road constantly, and um, the the variance was very well, very good that summer. And, wow, uh, things things are really falling my way for a while. Good to build the bankroll up for sure. Oh yeah, um, and fortunately, I was uh, able to start with a pretty sizable bankroll just because of the the business that I was running before that. A lot of people have these stories. Like Collins is one of my favorites, just starting with uh, like four four thousand or whatever it was, and uh, building mm-hmm. it to what he built it to. I had a I had my business that I was running, and so I was able to put a, a 50K together to start for my bankroll. And that's a very good starting bankroll. Yeah, that's why I wanted to be so sure um, that my game was in a good enough place to uh, feel fully comfortable with moving forward, and yeah. that's uh, that's mm-hmm. what I did. Plus, playing at uh, higher stakes right. when you're first filling out your game, even if your your game isn't a winning game, you playing at higher stakes, you're going to get way more back-offs and attention right. than you would when you're you know, red chipping and learning like a lot yeah. of people do, but uh, how did your, smaller. Oh yeah. Um, just like when I first was um, getting out there, I, my bet sizes were uh, very small. So my, uh, my risk of ruin was real low just, uh, just to make sure that I was able to have enough confidence, like in an actual live casino play as opposed to um, being on my laptop and uh, being on the mm-hmm. uh, blackjack apprenticeship suite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Uh, how did your girlfriend slash fiance handle that, uh, all that travel? Did she, or did um, she come with you? She uh, She's actually with me now. She comes with me every once in a while, mostly to when it's places that she actually like cares to go. So usually when I'm in Vegas, she tags along 
and she just right. uh, hangs out by the pool when I'm not around. But um, or San, San Diego or place right, somewhere yeah. like that. Right, yeah, all the right. desirable places. But uh, she actually came with me to um, on a trip through Louisiana and Mississippi, and some mm-hmm. of the towns that we stopped. For those of you Good. who know, I'm sure you do. Are, are just dumps. And uh, I, I can't believe she came with me. But she uh, she kept a good attitude about it. And uh, she just knew that she, she knew what she was signing up for. She was just tagging along for the ride. And uh, we ended up having a pretty good time. But, yeah, we ran through, like, uh, Vicksburg, Shreveport, Tunica. It was just not not places that you'd care to go on vacation unless you are dead set on spending all of your time at the casino. Yeah, kind of the armpit of America. Some of oh, those yeah. places. Yeah, and Shreveport comes to mind for that definition. So, I mean, she doesn't want to go to Iowa in the middle of winter with you? Oh, yeah, no. Uh, I, don't, I don't think she can. <laughs> <laughs> And we'll be right back after this quick commercial break. Hey, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and my biggest regret when I started out as a card counter was that I didn't have the tools I needed to succeed as a professional blackjack player. Because of that, I basically spent the first 500 hours of my career with a losing game and insanely high risk of ruin. Well, I've spent the last decade building out at blackjackapprenticeship.com the resources you need to not make the same mistakes I did, like the training tools to get a perfect game and the software you need to put together bet spreads and to scout casinos and network with other Advantage players. Learn more about what our membership has to offer by going to blackjackapprenticeship.com. Hey there, listeners. This is Mike here again. I just want to tell you a few things that are going on relating to the show. First off, we started a Facebook page called Tens and Aces Blackjack. On there, we can post threads on the episode. People can leave comments about the episodes and other stuff relating to the show, as well as general blackjack and AP-related discussions. We've also recently launched the tensandaces.com website where you can find all kinds of good stuff relating to the show on there. If you'd like to reach out to the show, you can do that by emailing us at tensandaces, the number 21 at gmail.com. That's tensandaces, 21 at gmail.com. Or you can call the show's voicemail and text line at area code 518-289-0478. That's area code 518-289-0478. And last but not least, I'd like to thank all the people who donated money to help supplement what it costs to produce this show. Thank you. It is greatly appreciated. And if you yourself are feeling generous and you feel like supporting something you like, like this show, that would be awesome if you could throw a few bucks in TNA's direction. (laughs) But if you don't, we still love you anyway. It's all good and no worries. But if you are so inclined, you can accomplish that at our website, tensandaces.com. Just click on support the show. Have you heard of heavy metals? I'm not talking about the heavy metals in the junkyard. I'm talking about the heavy metals that build up in your body. Heavy metals in your body can make you feel sluggish, fatigued, and just plain off. Why not try Life Change Tea at GetTheTea.com? Cleansing your body and making you feel great. Cleansing the inside of your body of intruders that sneak their way into you and set up an intruder camp. Life Change Tea helps remove unwanted intruder camps. You're out of here! Brew it, steep it, and drink in the results. Tastes great so you can create a new health habit. Our tea loves to help people 
It just needs the chance. So order yours today by logging on to getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. Our life change super strength tea is waiting. This could be a beautiful relationship. Take charge of your health. Order at getthetea.com. That's getthetea.com. And we're back. Of all the places you played, what region do you did you like the best? It's just from a pure AP perspective. It's hard not to love Vegas. As soon as you're getting heat, you're just kind of on to the next place. And there's, there's just so many shops and so much opportunity. And mm-hmm. uh, you just got to know like which ones to avoid as far as getting really quick heat. But uh, outside of Vegas, because I feel like I need an answer better than that. Tunica actually is a place that I've gone to, back to uh, several times and um, mm-hmm. I've had a lot of success there and it's it is very much so like one of those armpits of America. I, I brought one of my uh, poker playing buddies uh, one time and he uh, he just spent all this time playing at the one two game but um he and I like just laugh all the time about how like Tunica is just the degenerate capital of the world. It's literally just those casinos, a couple gas stations and like a, a checkers or rallies or whatever it is and that's pretty much the entire town. A couple of pawn shops. Don't forget the pawn shops. So do you guys ever do any BP spotter play with, with the girlfriend? No, um, not to this point. Um, I've started to get into uh, other forms of advantage play a little bit, just uh, mm-hmm. like uh, mostly just hole carding. We've uh, we've talked about doing some things with that. I want to make sure that I'm certain I know what I'm doing and the, the risks involved with uh, everything in, that entails. That's probably not something I, I'm going to do anytime in the rear really near future but uh it, it's something we've talked about yeah being a younger guy um yeah and so say it's like a tuesday or something and you're somewhere if like she's just like there just like standing by you or sitting next to you or you know arms on your shoulders whatever while you're playing that is great cover because mm-hmm. you don't look suspicious you just right. look like you know a couple hanging out um yeah as opposed to not- i'm just uh, like sitting there for for hours at the table by myself that no way and uh i look like a, a 20s white male and it's just I'm, i just feel out of place and that probably that probably uh doesn't help my cover any yeah you might as well have an mit shirt on right yeah (laughs) that's funny you say that on my uh the buddy who i brought to the tunica we went on halloween last year and so we were thinking about like uh dressing up and like what we could do for that just to like have fun with it we ended up not doing anything disappointingly but we uh we wanted to dress up like rain man they're going down yeah 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 in those suits Mm -hmm. um and uh rain man and his brother and uh, that was that was something we, we thought would be hilarious but no, that, it wouldn't really been able to get it, but it was. Who was going to be Cruz and who was going to be Hoffman? And then, <laughs> were you were, were you Rain Man or were you? Were you yeah, uh, I was. I was Rain Man. Because oh, you're the you're yeah. the card player, right? right yeah, yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> really, he he's the one that's good with the numbers. I'm just the one actually counting. I've tried getting him into it, but uh, poker is more his game. Yeah, we're playing blackjack. We're taking money from the house. When you're a poker player and you do it as that's your job, you got to push around the fish and you got to take it advantage mm-hmm. of people and yeah. that doesn't feel so great to me morally whereas yeah. i love taking money from these stupid casinos that oh, take advantage of uh, all these other patrons of theirs regardless of what their trespass letter says <laughs> right. do you have any more uh, experiences or things you learned or stories or anything explaining everything to uh to family and family friends those who uh, are like close enough to where you can like share mm-hmm. that type of stuff without making it sound like you know like a degenerate looking for um reasons 
license to be at the casino all the time. Which it sounds like. And when the negative variance hits, and, and boy does it, just the fact that you keep going back and generating EV, that's what you do. You uh, you go back as often as you can, and that's just kind of the, the name of the game. But when things aren't going your way, and you've got a family and, and friends that, that are aware of that, and they see you going still, it's just not a very good look sometimes. It is what it is, and it comes with sort of the profession that we've kind of all gotten into. Yeah, and even when you have a positive swing where you like, you know, maybe you're up 50,000 or something mm-hmm. and they're thinking, well, why don't you quit while you're ahead? You right. know, only, only a true gambler would want to get more, exactly. you know, that some people make that in a year, you know, that's what kind of what people are thinking. You know, like they have the ingrained belief that the house always wins. So I always ask this question and I'm going to ask it again. What is something that you wish you would have known back when you first started out that you know now? It's something that I knew, but had very poor discipline with and mm-hmm. as I've gradually gone throughout my AP career I've just gotten a lot better with is and that's just playing through negative counts it's so easy to just sit there and keep betting the table minimum or whatever your bottom bet is whenever the running count stays negative throughout the whole shoe you, you're at like a true negative two with three decks left and you're kind of looking at yeah. it and then looking around and there's there aren't really any other seats available but you don't uh, you don't want to get up and walk around so you just keep playing through it and as I've progressed throughout my AP career, I've found ways to be more productive as far as that goes and have the self-control to get up and walk around and find another place or just take the opportunity to go to the bathroom, even though you went 15 minutes ago. You know, you got to go to the bathroom a lot. That's your business. That's not theirs. I don't know. Just keep looking for more creative excuses to get up and get out of that uh, negative shoe. It's it's kind of hard to uh, really be disciplined with until you get used to it. For any of you newer APs out there, that's, that's definitely something that I really recommend working on. I think you kind of outlined them, but what would you tell them to do? Just like you said, just get up, walk around, go to the bathroom, mistake a phone call. uh, The the fake phone call is one of my favorites. Just, uh, um, I actually uh, use uh, my fiance as a kind of an excuse for that. Sometimes. <laughs> I was going to say like, that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I, I look at, like I look down at my uh, pocket, like my my phone's buzzing, and I'm like, oh, she's calling again. I'll just I'll get back. I'll get into the next shoe. Just uh-huh. things like that. And now she's giving me the look from across the room right now. Yeah, I do it too. <laughs> we all do it. It's not just him. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can find ways to be creative with it. You can have have fun with it, however you choose. But uh, yeah, it's just something that you gotta find ways to be able to step away from those shoes i've done similar where using the even if my girlfriend or even if i'm single at the time isn't there uh, i'll say ah, i just got a text she's on a slot machine she needs me to go give her some money i gotta <laughs> you know something like that you know yeah, she's getting cool. hammered and i also have used that to like if i'm at a place that they have a low threshold like say a thousand bucks or something and i'll tell the floor oh, i'm not trying to hide anything and i have kind of color up this for this green for like 300 bucks gotta go give it to the wife she's getting hammered on a slot machine and I'd rather take my winnings over there. And that way I go to the cage. Mm-hmm. I'm only doing like four at a time or something versus, you know, that way I have a lot more room to hit that thousand or whatever their demand for ideas at that whatever place I'm at. Yeah. One of the places near near home for me uh, was a place I was playing at a, quite a bit um, early on in my career. I'm sitting there pretty uneventful night so far. It's like a Tuesday night at this place. It's, a, it's kind of a dump. I uh, start to hear some yelling coming from the other side of the room, uh, a blackjack pit. And then there's a doorway and there's a bunch of like slot machines and uh, like video craps and stuff like that. I hear some yelling coming from the other side of the room. I don't really make anything of it. I see some people start like walk, walking over there and like uh, and a couple people were running over there to see what was going on. Then I, uh, I stand up at my seat and I see a chair flying across my view through the doorway. 
Oh, and, shit. Uh, I hear mash into something and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so there's just more chaos, people running around. And then there's a, there's a couple of security guards that come running down this, uh, this other really long hallway to get through it. Uh, I'm still sitting there. I, I refuse to leave the chips that are in front of me. It's not, it's not a great area. I don't, I don't trust it. And not that I ever would leave it anyway in a situation like that with everybody like running around. I see the guy come out. One of them comes out in handcuffs. The other guy's behind him also in handcuffs after uh, another security guard shows up a little bit later. That's like every, all everybody was talking about at the casino for like the rest of the night. I was there for another two or three hours and I was down in high limit like an hour later. They were talking about it a little more. One, somebody came up and found out what it was that they were arguing about and they were, they were playing a um, video craps one of them owed the other one like 40 bucks or something like that and it sparked this like huge argument that turned into him throwing the chair supposed it was supposed to throw it at him and it ended up flying across the room and hitting a slot machine and shattering it and now that guy's gotta uh i, I guess he's gotta pay for that slot machine or something it was like like 10 grand or something and uh and they both ended up going to jail <laughs> over 40 bucks it's just the stupidity of some people just amazes me sometimes yeah some over like even like at a blackjack table when somebody will argue over like a very minimal bet and i mm-hmm. from both both sides i don't understand why the floor shuts down a table sometimes say a, a player disagrees something that happened instead they sit there and they make it difficult and then somebody at the table is going to argue about it and then they shut the table and they're shutting the table down for five ten minutes maybe they have to review mm-hmm. something or whatever just that usually it's like ten dollars or maybe maybe a hundred dollars total on that table they're losing i mean that's on the table at the time they're losing yeah, no, way more than that that ev taken away yeah there's two yeah so right. yeah it's on both ends it's like you know i've also had at times where i've had a little minor thing that sometimes it just becomes like it's the principle of the matter i've learned that you have to weigh those situations for you know you don't want to cause a bunch of attention and you don't want to send a surveillance to review the table when you've been moving your bets pretty heavy right yeah don't give them a reason to look at you <laughs> over some ten dollar or something or whatever you know you know what you mean yeah ten dollars is ten dollars but on the other hand is it really worth the, the hassle and shutting the table down mm-hmm. the evs lost even if they don't see anything and i i think of a couple situations where that's happened to me in my younger years or earlier years in my ap career and i thought they didn't pay me or paid me wrong and then they went and checked the tape and then everything was fine usually i was right sometimes i was wrong that doesn't matter but then two occasions i can think of the next time i went in there immediately when i went in there i was backed off because they reviewed tape mm-hmm. and then they flagged me you know so uh, it's just not worth it right that's interesting you say that about like the the reviewing tape and um then backing you off like after the fact um i've only had something like that happen once and that was a, a whole carding incident incident but um mm-hmm. it was uh but yeah, that um, that's a it's another thing that you don't really ever think about. Like if you don't have heat at the time, you don't really consider anything. Consider that they were looking at you at all, and then all of a sudden, yeah. Especially for the newer guys out there, um, another piece of advice, I guess, um, just being really careful about where you play rated, and um, I, you can't stress enough how important networking is for that. Mm-hmm. And um, just gather all the information you can on 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 places before you decide to go to them. If you if you decide to play rated, know the risk that comes with it, and especially if it's at a chain, you could end up getting yourself uh, kind of a hole at um, one of the bigger chains, whether it be uh, Penn, Caesars, whatever. It's sometimes the the, the risk just outweighs, outweighs the reward, especially and, um, if you're in a market like Vegas that has 
it's dominated by chains. Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, yeah, you totally... Raider in Vegas is, uh, just, um, it, it's, it's just not worth it. Yeah, definitely not. Have a degenerate buddy come with you and then let yeah. him waste a bunch of money and get comps and you can travel with him. Right. Pay his airfare or something. Right. And then <laughs> uh-huh. you can stay in his comp room and eat his comp uh, meals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's kind of an asshole move. But <laughs> no, no, that's a, that's a high EV play. <laughs> I mean, if the, I mean, like, don't encourage your buddy. Hey, yeah, let's go down to the casino. I'm going to you need to get him hooked. <laughs> but right. I mean, if, you, yeah. if they're, they're already doing that anyway, I mean, why not? Right. Mm-hmm. It's like, Hey, yeah, I'll pay your airfare. That's what's kind of <laughs> nice about having a poker buddy is that he's, uh, he's always uh, playing on his cards. So he'll, uh, he, he can get like discounted rooms and stuff like that. Uh, you, they're not bringing a bunch off of the uh, poker players, but enough to where they'll, they'll help you out a little bit. So that's, uh, that's, it's, uh, I get to ride mm-hmm. his, uh, you know, comps here and there. Sometimes get places uh, that I'm not rated at. Free steak dinner or something like that. Places that may not have a good blackjack game, you may want to treat like a comp hustle, like for a machine hustling or other, you know, maybe or something like that. You're going to get good comps from that play, but they're not, you're not going to get backed off as a blackjack player. I have places that are comp hustle places and places that are EV places. Like, for example, there's there's one place that's this comp hustle place for me. You get free rooms, meals, whatever. And then a place that's like 25 minutes from there, it's a great game. So I stay for free at the one place and eat at the one place and then go to the other place and play yeah. unrated. Nice. So, you know, stuff like that works out. Yeah. So thanks for coming on, Sui. We'll uh, see you down the felt. Yeah, thanks, Mike. I had a good time. TNA needs, head to tensandaces.com. Are you serious about becoming a Blackjack Advantage player? If that's your plan, then listen to the real pros first. They will tell you to test out and hone your skills before risking your starting bankroll. Check out the Advantage Player Refinement Program, offered exclusively by Archimedes21.com. The A21 APR fee will tell you if you're ready. Until then, look into becoming an investor in Archimedes 21 and start earning right away.